Omari Young bringing down the house. Yes! Oh, Aaron Rooms knocks down the triple. Welcome to Learning the Court with Blake Hanlon, Lucas Yang, and Mark Moly. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Learning the Court, the podcast where we learn the court, where we talk about basketball, volleyball, uh, and volleyball at TMU, and we kind of just give more knowledge around the two sports and try and broaden the horizon for both of them. So, Mark, Blake, how's you guys' week? My week's been pretty good. A uh, lot of schoolwork, but it's it's been it's been all right, Lucas. Yeah, I've been doing pretty good. I've been missing the boys. Good to see you guys again. So that's yeah, great. So, bit of a sad couple weeks for TMU with all the teams losing. I know. There was a, for us, it was a tough loss against McMaster, but um, just a tough Saturday a couple weeks ago where I think five of the five of the six or five of the eight major varsity teams all lost in one day. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I watched the men's basketball game. I thought that was a tough finish. Um, I think they got robbed at the end there with Rooms call, call the offensive foul. But even like the women's heartbreaker against Carlton for basketball as well was tough. Yeah, I definitely think that if the both the volleyball teams won their quarterfinal, I thought they would have both had a good shot at winning the OUAs too. I mean, you see like like the women's basketball team had a heartbreaker against Carlton, and then Carlton ends up winning. Like I think they they were the closest in score to Carlton too in their playoff run. So super sad. Um, even men's hockey too having an early exit in, in mid February, but. You know, I talk about them losing their best player yeah. too, and Kyle. and you know, women's hockey obviously playing U of T is super tough matchup, and obviously us playing McMaster was was tough, and I thought we held we held our own for sure, and I thought if we won that game, we had had a good shot at taking it all, but I don't know. Obviously, men's basketball, like you talked about, Blake, a tough tough game for sure, yeah. and Ottawa ended up going all the way and and winning the OUAs, not nationals, but I don't know, just a sad. It's a sad way to end the season, but obviously it gives motivation for next season. Mark, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was just pretty tough to watch. Obviously, I, I, I wanted TMU to win. And like you guys said earlier, I do feel like if, if we got past those teams, we honestly did have a good shot at winning most of the OUAs. But again, Lucas said it as best. Obviously, it's motivation. Hopefully, we get it back next year. So I'm excited to see what they got. Yeah, just improve on... <clears throat> prove on failure and then next year just go out winning OUAs and going to nationals I think each team has a chance to prove themselves next year absolutely for sure and Blake you want to give a quick shout out to, to a special someone yeah I want to give a shout out to Curtis Jones back home for designing our uh, logo for our show it looks great you can see it on Spirit Live looks great and uh, yeah we're all very thankful for it Georgetown rep so today we are going to talk about women's basketball and in particular we're going to talk about the senior night uh versus the brock batters on the 18th um rachel farwell sarai bailey tia masir eve ysu and eleanor jones all marking their exit from the team so thank them for their for their four or five years here for sure but we're gonna look at the game and break it down driving oh what a pretty move plus the Alright, so we're going to jump right into it. Um, 
so the women's basketball senior night against Brock, obviously TMU took the loss. It was a very emotional, uh, hard-fought game. What were you guys' thoughts on it? thought it was definitely a tough matchup. Um, TMU definitely gave their heart and soul out for their seniors that are uh, playing their last regular season home game there. But um, a loss ha- losses happen sometimes, but it was a tough way to end the regular season going into playoffs, but still a good effort for them. Emotional. It was emotional, too, I thought, like uh... – I think you want to you want to play for your seniors and you also want to win. But that night was about those five seniors for sure, and 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 getting them on the court and, and playing for sure. And it was a tough loss, but being at the game too, holy, those Brock parents are crazy. Yeah, <laughs> trash talkers for sure. Just like to the one players of those. Da- yeah, oh everyone? yeah, wow. at the players, baby. Yeah, it's a, it was a crazy environment, but yeah. good game though, close game, so hard fought too. Yeah, yeah. Going into this game, uh, the the bold women's team was. Um, on a seven-game winning streak, so they were they were thriving going in this environment, and they just beat Brock the think the day before as well. And when you look at someone like Rachel Farwell, it's her it was favorite. a good win the day before too. It was yeah, really... it was a good win. It was a good win. When you look at someone like Rachel Farwell, who's a a senior and obviously one of their best players, dropped 14 points and nine rebounds, almost a double double. She played amazing in her last game. Who else uh, did you guys see out there? Kaylee Hall dropped 12. Obviously played some lockdown D. Um, almost shot perfect from the free throw line um, and had four assists and three steals and obviously did what she did best, which is locked down on D. So yeah, had a couple nice moves too. Yeah. Who'd you see, Mark? Uh, I would honestly have to like recognize uh, Madeline Weinart from Brock, actually. Yeah. I know it's about TMU, but uh, 23 points, 11 rebounds, and then also a big effort on the defensive end, two blocks, two steals, right? And, again, making sure... Whenever she's at the free throw line, just getting those easy points just makes a difference in the game, right? So, um, yeah, she's crazy. I'm pretty sure she's third in points per game this season. Yeah, she, she carries that Badgers team. She's very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's those great. free throws also sealed the game off for them, too. So. Yeah, yeah. She, she came up clutch for them at the end there, especially when the, the game was tight in the fourth quarter. So let's, uh, let's, go, let's go right into the first quarter and talk about um, Teresa Brown. Uh, for Brock, started off the quarter very, very hot, hitting an off-air triple at the elbow and a wide-open corner three. What are you guys' thoughts on her performance in the first quarter? She started off hot, but she um, got cold as the game went on, but I think it was, that was just kind of the defense that was put on her and also the fact that Weiner just is so dominant with the ball. But that elbow jumper got them going, that wide-open corner three that she drilled got the batteries going in the first quarter. I was just going to say, it's it's like it's about like setting the tone for the rest of the game, right? So... Obviously, coming out, coming out strong, coming out, starting off the scoring, uh, just shows you're there for for a reason. Just gives all the team like a reason. It shows that they need to guard you. They need to actually try. It's not going to be a walk. So. And switching over to the bold now, Haley Fedek got very involved in the offense, hitting a hitting a three point bomb and drawing a foul in the paint and hitting both for shots. What are you guys thought thoughts on that? I think Haley's really like come out of and been a great contributor for the team this year. And she's a great shooter. Like, she knocks down the three ball. And even just, like, hitting her foul shots just show how good of a scorer and shooter she is for the team. Yeah, just having her um, on the perimeter just helps with the spacing, obviously. I just think having, a like, a three-point threat is a really key thing for the bold. And yeah. Capitalize on Proof that. Proof the spacing as well. Also, Kaylee Hall, one of the best defenders in the – in the OUA and on the Bull team, locking down Madeline Weinhart. What were you guys' thoughts on her defense in the first quarter? Yeah, she had she had a lot of pressure bothering her, uh, a lot of hand checks. It was pretty, just getting getting them off rhythm, getting them off rhythm right, 
especially if you're if you're guarding a ball dominant player, you don't you don't really want to see them have rhythm, right? So um, just again bothering her whenever she gets the ball. Good on Kaylee. Yeah, what I noticed is when Kaylee was guarding her, she only held her to she held Weiner to two points this quarter, and when Weiner still contributed this quarter, but that was off on uh, mismatches that they got off screens and stuff like that, and she was scoring on the other players and the bull, and it just shows Kaylee Hall's impact on defense. And, um, yeah, it kind of led to the Badgers getting a five-point lead ending the quarter. They shot great from the field. Weiner shot great. Brown shot great. And that was kind of just like the mismatches and uh, coordination on defense kind of felt uh, lacking for the bold, but they picked it up as the game went on. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then building on that, they uh, they picked it up, shooting 50% from the field as a team and scoring 23 points in the second quarter. Eve Wyasu and Jamie For- Foreman making a huge difference. What were you guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I think Eve Wyasu was was very, like, had a really good role throughout that game, even until the fourth. I know, I'm pretty sure she did foul out in the fourth, but, um, again, just being a disruptor on defense, right? Just uh, getting there first before the before the offense gets a place to set their plays, set their, get their feet planted, um, just puts them off rhythm and removes momentum, obviously, so. Yeah, if we talked, I talked about it earlier, Brown was, uh, had a good start, but she kind of got clamped for the rest of the game, and Eve kind of made that happen and she Brown's one of the best contributors on the Badgers team and Eve kind of prevented uh, her from scoring from the rest of the game yeah and I think a big issue in in basketball obviously in the OUA is is the officiating and and the, a lot of the and what happened in this game was there were a lot of travels there were a lot of illegal screens a lot of offensive fouls and a lot of fouls going into the Badgers favor and I think obviously in sports you want the want the calls to go both way but definitely a lot of that in this game for sure that's a difference maker because look, they only, the Bulls only lost by five points, and those travels, those like calls that should have gone TMU's way. When you look back at it during the game, it, that can make a difference. And that could give them a win column, uh, give them a win in the win column. Sorry, and it changes the entire outcome of the game. Oh, for sure, for sure. I don't think people realize how much refs have that impact on the game yes it's your job to control the game and control the tempo but then again when the ref makes a call that's just absolutely brutal then there's nothing you can do about that and it's not something that you can control yeah. but at the end of the day the bold up by one at the half and Weinhardt with 13 going into into the second half and moving on to the third quarter Eve Yasu found a little bit of foul trouble earlier on in this quarter and and found her kind of yeah but I think honestly even though obviously we in basketball, you don't want to be in foul trouble. I think it wasn't necessarily bad to have her in foul trouble just because especially having that defensive presence, it really shook off the Badgers, I'd say. Yeah. Um, just having her, like, knowing having her on the court, you're going to get an, you're gonna having an aggressive defender. How do you, you like, bridge that gap, though? I know from being aggressive on D, but then, like, risking foul trouble. You just kind of have to pick and choose what, like what situations you're gonna put yourself into? Yeah. Like what shots like, you're gonna contest? Sorry, Mark. No, obviously, I just feel like you just have to be consistent with it too, right? You can't really be overly aggressive, but you can't be too lackluster. Mm-hmm. But again, I think it just goes back to refs. As long as you're consistent with it, there there are times where the calls aren't aren't gonna go your way. Where if you get to that step before the defender, you're gonna get that foul called on you. But um, there are times where you're just gonna force your opponent right into turnovers, right? So just be consistent with it, but. Um, sometimes it's just out of your control. I felt like 
today uh, that game was just out of control, right? So yeah, and then it seemed like a bit of a cat and mouse match. Like we saw Brock kind of dominating, not dominating, but leading in the first quarter. Then the Bulls coming back in the second quarter, and then we saw Kaylee Demont hitting a three in the eye of Jamie Foreman, then hitting another three at the end of the quarter. What? What was kind of the what you guys saw in like the dynamic shift from the Brock to the Bold? Well, when you we were talking about earlier, he fouled out or was about in foul trouble. Sorry, at that point in the third quarter, and the Bold just came off an amazing quarter with her on the court and dominating on defense. When she comes off, it gives uh, opportunities for the batters to start drilling on the perimeter, and that's what we saw from Demond. She hit a heavily contested three. That I don't know how she hit that because that, she was smothered on that shot, but it was a great shot, and also she had another three towards the end of the quarter and that helps the spacing and also also helps the Badgers get back in the game on that yeah and, and moving on from that obviously this bold team kind of lives and dies with second team all-star Rachel Farwell um she hit a three in the second uh in the third uh pardon me but what are you guys' thoughts on her performance because obviously playing a playing a solid team like Brock you need your better players to perform and, and what were your thoughts on her performance I think um, she's active on all. Uh, she's active on all levels of the game. Like, obviously, she contributes offensively, but you just see her out there. She's like she's always active on defense. Like even when there's the infamous uh, full court press that the Bull does, they just like she's always active on there trying to get steals. Even though she's like most like tall players, they're not really active on the steals. But she finds a way to like impact every level of the game, and she's a great shooting. Um, player as well she hits threes she's I think second all-time and bold made threes which is amazing for her career here and it's sad to see her go but she is definitely like she's an impact player for this bowl team and they're gonna miss her having her presence on the court and something that obviously stood out as well as is Tia Masur and her her being a very talented player but obviously making some bad shot selections and driving to driving to the hoop a little too hard and not not making super smart decisions what are your guys' take on on Tia Masur? I think um, I think T is a very good player. When she drives to the rim, she like she gets like she gets ahead of her defender. Like she's very fast off the dribble, and she and we see like she hits she hits shots and she has a good shooting stroke. Like she's a good player. It's just sometimes when she drives, she doesn't look for other opportunities either. If it's to pump fake and pass to the corner, or just pump fake try to draw a foul and hit their shots at the free throw line, it's she just throws up some looks that aren't the best. But um, it, I think it was just. Not her best game, but she definitely has other had other games that show her offensive capability. But Kaylee Hall and her defense in this quarter and in the game at full, uh, with full court press and on ball half court. I don't really know, not being a basketball guy, what this means. But like, what does that? What does the full court press and on ball half court really mean? And how does that play dividends in a in a basketball game? So, well, do you want to sway to Mark? Nah, you got it. Here, um, so full court press is basically like it's a. After you score a basket for your team and the other team has to inbound the ball, instead of just jogging back on defense and going past the half-court line, you like put the pressure on them uh, getting the ball up the court and inbounding the ball as well. And I think uh, TMU kind of ru- – I think they run a uh, 2-2-1 press, which is puts two people mostly on the ball handlers who carry up the court, two people in the middle who tr- who try to like facilitate the passes to get the ball up the court and one person ha- – uh, hanging back to like watch the long long passes to the offensive team that's trying to score as well and also get the ball up the court and then half court defense is just playing defense in the half court and just staying on your defender and um, 
<clears throat> Kaylee does great at both of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Blake pointed it out perfectly, and especially in the full court press. Uh, I think the key to that is obviously once you have that pressure, once you have that pressure on that on the ball handler, uh, whenever they pass, you want to cut off that passing lane. So um, again, yeah, Kaylee, Kaylee was doing an excellent job at putting pressure on the ball handler, and then uh, all of other the other players on the court just helped uh, facilitate guarding that passing lane because um, yeah, perfect job by them. Yeah, and it, it ended up being a tough quarter for the Bulls as they only made three field goals and shot seventeen percent. But moving on to the fourth quarter, we kind of saw what we wanted to see out of this game, uh, which is all five seniors contributing. Um, you know, Eve Yasu with her defense. Obviously, Tia had some bad shots, but started the quarter off with a nice, intense layup, and obviously nice. Rachel doing her thing, and Elle performing in a way she usually performs, so that was pretty good to see. Mm-hmm. It was just a tough a tough run in that fourth quarter, especially in the when the Badgers went on that 9-0 run, and Obviously, fouls were a main contributor to the contributor to that. Um, a lot of a lot of the points on that run actually coming off the free throws, right? And again, just getting to that line. And once you're on that line, those those just hitting those free throws are the difference between winning and losing. Again, like they lost by five points, right? So uh, just being a bit more disciplined on defense, um, just choosing where you want to be aggressive is obviously a key. And uh, the other thing too, obviously in that fourth quarter, not too much offense by both teams too, and that just goes to show. Like lack of motion on both of the offense later, especially later in the games where we're relying on single players or uh, big time moments. Yeah, do you right? think but, that was that was just a result of both teams playing really solid D? Yeah, I think I think especially like looking at the intensity intensity through the game, especially it was very high intense. But um, yeah, what can you do, right? Especially later in the game, obviously you're a bit more tired, so you can slip on offense. You can find yourself in a in a rhythm where the ball is not falling, but again, that shouldn't stray you away from the from the game plan, right? So. For sure. Yeah. And obviously, we saw the batters kind of run with it, run away with it with a nine zero run uh, left uh, in the fourth quarter, and that was kind of the deciding point in the game. Um, and the Brock, Brock batters obviously ended up taking it, but obviously a tough game. But the, you know, it was a, it was a strong it was a strong effort from both sides, but. It was a tough game for the Bull just because of the senior night, and I think it also put a dagger in their seven-game win streak. So tough on all ends, but got swallowed up, and I thought both teams played a pretty solid game, but just fell the Brock Badgers way for sure. Yeah, like like you said, it was an emotional game. They really wanted to win that, especially going to playoffs. And what can you do? They played they played a hard a hard fought game, but I think they would have liked to have that one just for like dignity sakes but it was definitely would have been a morale booster for sure they had such a a bit of a weak start in the in the first semester too and and going 14 and 8 proved how strong of a second semester they did have and they had that seven game win streak where they took off some top teams like carlton and uh mcmaster but you know yeah and that's just how basketball is sometimes sometimes you just get ahead and you get get you get on streaks that are really good. Other times you start off the season not the best, and I think the Bulls have proved themselves this season to be very competitive, and sometimes that's just how basketball goes. For yeah, sure. Sports in general. Yeah, Yeah, sports in general, not just basketball. Anyway, well, um, yeah, that, that was kind of the breakdown for the game. Uh, I think our next segment, Lucas, is going to be you asking us questions about basketball to help improve your knowledge of the, of the sport. Hopefully improve, for that. Yeah, hopefully improve his game too. Yeah, we we got to get you out on the court and see how 
good you are. Um, Tiger's from Theo. Yeah. I don't know. All that hype for what? It's like a good deal. Yeah. Are you, are you like Rachel Farwell's shooting and Kaylee Hall's defense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But better. Yeah. You ready to get into it? <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. Okay. Let's do it. All right. All right. So we are back. Uh, and we're going to teach myself a bit more about basketball with Mark and Blake. We're going to talk. I'm going to ask some questions. And they're going to elaborate. So we'll get right into it. Um, what, like in terms of we can talk about women's basketball at the U-Sport level, we can talk about D1 basketball at the women's and the men's level, we can talk about NBA, WNBA. Give me a percentage of how important offense is to defense and defense is to offense. Well, um, I think offense obviously dominates um, in terms of uh, importance. Uh, defense is still like very like prominent in basketball. But as the game has evolved, like, back in the, two, in the 2090s and 80s in the NBA, defense was way more physical. You could hand check. It was way, it was a way more important part of the game. But nowadays, when you can shoot the, shoot the three and have a lot of offensive capability, um, and it, the three has grown with Steph Curry, it's become, offense has become way more um, important towards the game. And, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, just with the evolution of the game, um, just recognizing that the pacing is different and especially having a faster pace I'd say offense is the most important part of the game especially in closer games more t- more tight games um just having someone to go out there and shot create is the, is a big difference maker cuz I feel like with defense obviously there are defensive players that have great impact um but just having someone to that can go out there create their own shot create shots for others uh, it's just a real important part of the game, and again, in basketball, a bucket is the is the main thing you want to look at, and someone who can go out there and get it at any time they want is the most important part of the game. Building on that, does we can talk about both defense and offense, but does it differ level to level? Like I mentioned, like does say an NBA level defense, obviously they're more skilled players, but does it difference from say a woman's defense at the sport level, and in terms of skill level? and or say game plan yeah uh i would say i would say defense definitely varies wherever it's played um it, and i think it really relates to pacing i think the faster pace you have the less defense is played um especially on an nba level where games are going up to 100 or like 100 plus let's say right there's obviously going to be less defense play but for example like just looking at like a high school gym in toronto uh, in a game where 50 points is probably the max we'll see, obviously we're going to have more intense defensive matchups. We're going to have more intensity uh, going out there trying to get a stop every possession where in the NBA or WNBA or even, honestly, even uh, D1, right? So, um, yeah, think- does, does effort play, like, a role in that? Because I watch, I watch college basketball, some of the higher, like, Duke and North Carolina, who seem like they're playing more hard defense than guys in the NBA – Obviously, guys in the NBA might be of more skill, but like, what's what's the correlation there? Do you guys think? I think it's uh, could be a skill gap for sure because in the NBA, um, they're they're in the NBA for a reason, and you don't see like guys like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry in the NBA for um, are in the in the NCAA. Um, so the NCAA they want to put so much focus on contesting the shot and making sure that 
they have a chance to win the game. But in the NBA, if Steph Curry has a dec- even a decent look or Klay Thompson has a decent look, nine times out of ten they're going to hit the shot and a player is just going to see them open the corner. They're not going to run and try to contest it because they know it's going to go in. But for some random uh, player who's playing for Michigan State who is an okay three-point shooter, that contest means three points uh, as a difference for them because because there's a large there's a big chance that they're not going to hit it if there's a good contest on it. For sure. And kind of building on this theme of defense, uh, we talked about it. Uh, looking down the game between the Badgers and the Bold, but we talk about full-court press and zone defense and all those different systems. When does a coach kind of look at their players and be like, okay, we're going we're gonna to play full-court press. We're going to, you know, guard the inbound defender. I don't know if I said that right, but, like, what? when does a coach kind of look at their players and, and talk about the systems? Um, it would vary from game to game, but realistically we can't you can't go into a game with the mentality that you're going to full court press the entire game it's just it's just a bit too tiring obviously if if there is a decent skill gap between you and your opponent you you can but like realistically even in the OUA i think everyone is definitely talented where to the point that you can't right so i would say it's more used as a method of putting pressure and putting intensity and just setting the tone that you want to deliver. But, I, again, it could also backfire, right? So, Yeah, especially when you say backfire, it's hard to full-court press for an entire game because it's tiring because you're constantly following the ball and you're, like, trying to get the ball off your your uh, person you're guarding. And it's, like, it's intense because you're going up and down the court, following the ball around. It's, it's intense, and you can't do it for an entire game. But if you want to start the game, full-court pressing to set the tone against your defender, uh, or if you... Um, are losing and you want to try to mount a comeback and you start full court pressing to like put kind of a shock into the team you're playing against like oh they're full court pressing um we haven't seen this so far in the game and that might change the momentum uh going in for the rest of the game if you guys were coaches hypothetically what kind of defensive system would you guys put out like because i've understood that you don't guard the same position as you you guard like, if you have, say, like Kaylee Hall, your best defender, then she would guard their best scorer. What kind of, is there a certain strategy, or is it just playing, like, your best player, your best defender against their best player? You want to look at your matchups, that's what I would say. Um, obviously, you have better, more stronger defenders. Yeah, for sure. You want to you prioritize them on stronger offensive players. And if, say, your their best scorer is maybe, like, six inches taller than your best defender then you wouldn't put them no i would right? i think it's just an uneven mismatch um especially offense and defense having a shorter defender on you um it just yeah yeah just changes how much they can contest like if you look at the nba for example you wouldn't put marcus smart who's around six four on joel Embiid. i wouldn't um, guard lucas yeah yeah like yeah i know and even a matchup just like playing pickup does not score too much <laughs> uh, we'll see that's that. that's not the reason why because I would be guarding you and I'd be clamping you but that's that's okay but um if you want to think that that's good but um yeah but the end but like if you look at the NBA like or even just youth sports like Kaylee's a great defender but if you're playing against someone who is um um uh, a lot a lot tall if she's guarding someone that's a lot taller than her it's a harder matchup for her and she might be better off fitting someone on the perimeter who's a lot more shifty but she wouldn't guard the other team's center for example right 
So we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this segment, but I appreciate the help, guys. And I think we just gotta we gotta see based on my knowledge, we gotta see how I perform on the court. Okay. Actually, I have one more question for your segment too, uh, Blake. Between me and Lucas, are you taking the over under on on Lucas scoring on me? I think like in a in a one on one, I think Mark was going to win, but I think Lucas would get like. I think you get a bucket, like just the height. Okay, let's say, let's say game to, to, game to 21, ball, are we taking over or under 10? For Lucas? Yeah. Under. That's debatable. Yeah. That's a, That's we'll, a hot take, yo. We'll have to uh, take that to the court. Well, well, we'll solve this by next episode. Yeah. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Learning the Court, where we learned a bit more about the matchup between the Brock Badgers and the TMU Bold, and we kind of broadened my horizon when it came to basketball. Mark, Blake, thanks for your time today. Absolutely. Good seeing you. And next week, just a little preview, we'll be focused on TMU's playoff elimination loss versus the Waterloo Warriors for women's volleyball, so we're super excited about that. You guys pumped up about that? Yeah, it was a tough game for the women's team, but um, still a good game. Yeah, super excited to uh, recap it. Sweet. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and learning the court with us today.